uh, I am Excel. I will be playing an air genasi monk named Typhoon. Nice. Awesome. My name is Steph. I'm going to be playing a fairy boy named Grem. Uh, he's a druid rogue. My name is Logan, and I am playing a um, Aarakocra monk named Shirako, and uh, specifically Way of the Astral Self Barbar- uh, Monk, excuse me. And then I have one level of barbarian for fun. Uh, my name is Alexis. I am going to be playing a female Goliath artificer whose name is Ermissa Rentworn. She uses very tiny tools with very large hands. It just seems very inconvenient. It is. It really annoys her, but also gives her that satisfaction of doing something really hard and then completing it. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Uh, so your, I guess, travel takes you to this tomb. Um, over the course, you pass through like a small amount of deserted area, uh, and you get there, and uh, it's a very big building with these you know, sandstone pillars that climb up really high into the air. And there's a big arcway that opens up into the entrance. Uh, And sort of looming above it is the statue of what looks like a gold dragon, just kind of hovering above the entire building. Uh, And yeah, there's these sandstone steps that go into the arcway and open up into what you imagine is a room. I guess. Do we have anything we want to do before we enter this place? Is there anything like so? We were told the cultists that were here before were all turned to dust, correct? Yes. Okay. Is there any like obvious cultist dust? Uh, not anywhere in this like front area. Uh, uh, it's mostly just the entrance way. There's nothing really there. Okay. Can I try and? Uh, I suppose Shra. Can I try oh, go and? Ahead. Sneak up the steps a little bit, just maybe hover because I'm a fairy. Sure. And just look around up there. But if anyone wants to do anything else while we're out here, do that first. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll save that and call that part of entering the building. So if, uh, if anyone else wants to do anything while we're still outside, we'll go from there. Um, does it seem like anybody's been out here? Recently, is there, are there any footprints or any like, um, let's say like any signs of people like being here? Uh, so the travel there is only a few hours long, so uh, you can see that the the person that came back clearly left this place, but you don't see like pathway in like people walking into this place, but you clearly see the person left. Oh, um, got it. Uh-huh. Are there any sort of arcane markings, any runes that I might notice as we're walking in here? Anything to give us uh, some sort of sign of the purpose of this place? Above the arcway, if you're looking for it, and because you are looking for it, you see a sigil that's uh, set up above this arcway that is award against undeath. Usually a good thing. Feeling slightly lifted by that note, okay? And this was, uh, Sun Cult was around here, so maybe maybe they were worshipping a good sun god. That's a possibility. Let, let's go with that. I like the idea that we're not walking into, like, 
horrible death. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I like that sentiment as well. I think it's a, it's nice to assume that we'll be okay. Um, I say we start heading into the temple, since waiting out here won't do a whole lot of good for us. Okay. Let's right. do it. So, um, going to resolve Steph flying up and looking into there. Uh, as you peer through the arcway, all you can see is the blinding light of staring directly into the sun. And you can't see anything inside the arcway. I get up and I, I like peek in and it blinds me. So I just kind of bounce back and just like, ah, ah, it, it's, it's really bright. It's really bright, guys. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Is there, um, so is there like a, what's causing the light? What's making it so bright? Uh, you can see the light is coming like, above from like above and down through the arc and you can't really see into the room but it, it's clear that the light is coming from above it but if you're outside looking up really the only thing there is the sun it, you know it's a sunny day it's not very cloudy the sky is clear um can i before we go in because it's too bright i also have wings so can i okay. fly up to the top of the temple Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as you get up there, you're pretty much 10, 15 feet from this giant gold dragon statue. And uh, you can see there's a, a sunroof, like a dome sunroof. And it looks like the sun is drawn into it. Just like pulls in the sunlight into this room. Does it look uh, like there's any... What what's pulling it in? Is it like magic? Is there some kind of structure? Uh, make an arcana check. I'm not good at those at all. I'm twentieth <laughs> level and I have a plus zero in arcana, but I did roll a sixteen. With a sixteen, you can tell that it is some sort of magical effect that is causing the light to be drawn here. It it seems like the like panels are are similar to solar panels in our world they're lightly reflective material that is drawing in the light uh and it sort of just siphons it into this room guys there's some weird magic going on down here or up here excuse me gonna make it real bright in there and i don't know if stopping it from being bright is a good or a bad thing well let's find out and typhoon begins to walk inside of the of the building as you get to the arc arcway you pass through it and you experience a similar sensation where it's like blinding light and then as you push past that it shifts and the room is dark and very quiet and you can see small amounts of light pouring through some of those little panels above you but it for the most part is very dark in here the light is only there in the arcway as you push your way past it. Does this feel like, because um, I have dark vision, does this feel like magical darkness or is it? Uh, it? It's bright enough that you can see, just not really like super dark, uh, I guess. It, there's enough light through the panels that it's like uh, being in a room where it's daylight outside and the blinds are closed. Got it. Amount of light. I'm going to yell out um, just to see if anyone can hear me from outside. I'm, I'm going to yell out and say, it's pretty dark in here. 
It's quite the opposite. Uh, they they can hear you. Well, if it doesn't seem to hurt anything, I guess we should continue on investigating, see what's further in, just close our eyes as we pass through. Hopefully we don't go blind. I'll fly down from the top of the temple and go through the arcway. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you get into the building. Um, Steph, are you going in the building to everyone else? Yeah, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to use my wings kind of like as a sun shield. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you you all get in there. And uh, now that everyone is in the room, uh, you see a simple offering room where people would leave flowers or, you know, items for the members of this tomb. Um, and, uh, yeah, but the flowers are all withered and, like, dead and, you know, dust is covering everything. And you can smell, like, the rot of all the things that have been in here and then are no longer here. Um, but for the most part, it's a pretty simple room. There's, you know, what look like tombstones and places to place things in offering to whoever is entombed here. And uh, then there's a another like archway that goes further into the building. And this archway looks like it opens up into a, a wider room uh, further on. Uh, the motion of you coming in the room, you know, ruffles up the dust. Are there any markings on these offerings or altars or anything that's in here that might give us more of a sense of what this place was about uh, like names or even just things that look like language even if we can't read them there are some markings on the tombstones that aren't fully you know removed from wear and tear of time uh from the markings it seems like these are all champions of that particular sun god that these were people that that sun god chose to represent them in the world uh because they they all say you know titles like herald or things of that nature uh there aren't any names on any of them uh only these titles are written there and they're different the ones that you can make out are different titles um and the name of the sun god is etched over you know, the border of one of the sections. Um, it is Antinanko. Um, if you are aware, well, I guess, um, the sun god Antinanko is a gold dragon that is reported to have lit the sun with its own fire. And that's how the sun exists. Um, and I guess that gives you the breakdown of what this particular room is meant for. Well, I would suggest that we perhaps be light-footed and pass without disturbing things in here. Looks to be a place of holy respite and respect for long since dead champions. I suggest to the group that we move on and leave this place largely untouched so as not to offend the resting bones. Uh, I agree, and I was wondering if I could just just for 
safety's sake, could we? Uh, could I start moving stealthily? Can I do like a stealth check to see if I can be a little extra quiet? Uh, yes. Um, Steph is also going to okay. do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, so if you, oh, I rolled a natural one, but I have I rolled plus a natural 12, twenty. Oh, you're much better at this than I am. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm just okay. I'm just fumbling around. You just gave you just told us not to disturb anything in the temple, and it's I'm just like, yeah, yeah, fine, it's fine, and I just like trip over something, disturbing a whole bunch of dust all over the statues. My feathers just picking up as much as possible. He's almost knocked over like five different things, but I'm just behind him catching them all and standing everything back up. All right. <laughs> just canceling yeah, it out. It was... As it was said that not touch anything, Typhoon was like holding a bowl or something. He's like, oh, and he puts it down. He just starts whistling nonchalantly. Like, I didn't do anything. What's that over there? He starts moving towards the door. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that we have all of the wonderful uh-oh moments going on. Yeah. Um, so luckily the disruptions don't seem to have any particularly ill effect on the uh, room, but I am going to have everyone make a perception check. Everyone make a perception? Yes. That time I got a natural 20 for a total of 31. Nice. Wait a second. You're canceling me out. I got a natural one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how to turn tables. I got a total of 14 here. I got an 18. I got a six. All right. Um, So... Uh, yeah. So, um, the people who roll above a 15, um, as you're entering into the next room, you can hear what sounds like a chain ringing from above the room that you were in last time. And, uh, yeah. If you look back, a pendulum has fallen through the sunroof into this room and is just destroying the entire room, (laughs) swinging around, knocking all the pillars down. And then you hear the chain go taut and wrench out of the stone, fly off into the distance. This is the room we were just in? Yeah. Oh, so there's no no good way of getting back. No. (laughs) We could always make our own way. My father always told me, if you can't go back the way you came, we go a different way. He's a simple man. (laughs) (laughs) Blissfully unaware of the noise in the background, I... Continue on, thinking that my day is going perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing else to do but move forward. Even even me knowing, oh, shoot, there's nothing behind us. What can I do? Looking around this room, it looks like a sort of, like, meeting room, like, where people would sit down and, and talk and, you know, not per se hang out, because that's probably not a thing you do at a tomb, uh, but discuss things and go over stuff. Uh, There are stone and wooden couch-shaped items amongst the room and these pillars of torches that have like sun-shaped circles at the top of them where the torchlight comes out to light the room. And in the center of the room, the furniture is cleared out and there's like a circle, like everything was pushed away from this center circle. And uh, in that circle, you can see lying on the ground six books. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got. Uh, you said six books? 
Six books, yeah. Uh, Typhoon will walk over to them um, very carefully, uh, pick one up. Uh, as you lift the book, ash falls from the pages onto the ground below you into a pile. And then you notice there's smaller piles around each of the books except for one of them. Um, maybe, maybe we don't. Uh, do you think those are the people? Either that or they're just really bad at taking care of their books. I mean, how do you even, how does this even happen? Well, Sun God, God, cult, books. Maybe someone read the wrong book. Uh, there's one book that doesn't have mess around it, correct? Yes. So we can assume maybe our survivor went to that one, read that one, and came out just fine while everyone else was burned alive, or he didn't actually read from this book. I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Or we open it, we're about to complete the set. <laughs> should we, uh, should we read it? Well, hmm. At this point, Grim is just pacing, but like hovering. So he's just flying like back and forth within like three feet anxiously. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I want to go to the one book that's, uh, doesn't have an ash pile around it. And I want to open it up. All right. In the book that you're holding, there's journal notes listing various occasions that have happened. And a bunch of names are written in each of these sections. And as you flip through, it appears that the person is trying to find out a particular name. And as you go through, all these different names are written. And the final journal entry, the one you assume it correlates to the senior scene now, doesn't have any names on it. Mm. It only has the trial has begun. Uh, I relate that back to the party so everyone kind of knows what I just read. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of just scratching my head going, the trial has begun? What is that? I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't understand the context. Trial has begun. Uh, that sounds uh, now. I don't feel free to uh, just disagree. It sounds bad. Uh, not great. I wouldn't say bad, but definitely not great. I was always terrible at tests. <laughs> uh, so we have this room. So what are the are there doors out of this room? Yeah, I'm very interested in the exit strategy at the moment. Yeah, uh, there is a uh, there is this room goes down into like a narrow hallway and then there are stairs that go down but you can't see because the ceiling kind of blocks the the vision for down the stairs you'd have to be at the top of the stairs to look down it um do we do anything else i guess before i i suppose uh i am not a good investigator but could someone else investigate this room uh sure i can I'm going to use my arcane knowledge to examine the few clues that we have in here to see if there's anything that might give us an indication about what a trial is. And also, just out of an abundance of precaution, look behind us. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So taking a closer look at everything, um, all of the books that aren't the one that was read are open to roughly the same page, the ones that are still on the ground. And they all have like the smaller pile of ash underneath them. And they're in somewhat of a circle. And they all have a writing utensil in like the lining of the book. But delving deeper into the idea that this is something magical 
you notice that the furniture isn't just moved, but it's organized in a specific pattern that surrounds this circle and that the candles are in specific places, uh, that it seems like they made some sort of circle to do what they were doing. And as far as behind you, there's, there's nothing there. It's mostly just the rubble from the broken apart room blocking that arcway. Wait, whoa, uh, there's a broken apart room? Because I screwed up my perception check earlier. So I'm just oh. discovering that the room behind us is all messed up. When? Oh, yeah, we're trapped. Uh, everyone, when did that happen? Well, yeah, like a minute ago. Wrecking ball? I totally knew that happened. I, I definitely didn't. <laughs> it was very loud. And our one way out of here is stairs down, and this circle-y thing was on purpose. Well, uh, it seems that, unfortunately, we might be the ones on trial right now. Uh it's a, it's good that, for that it's good. I I have I have nothing to worry about. Why do you have nothing to worry about? I, I've never done anything wrong. I'm perfect. It's great. <laughs> oh, insight. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Uh, roll insight and roll deception, and we'll we'll see where we go from. You're probably gonna beat me. I rolled a seven. Um. Two on the die. Eleven. Yep. Uh, it yeah. Seems legit. Uh, yeah. 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 I take a small, like, wound-up bit of ivy, and I, sh like, show the party. So, don't worry, I got the escape route. And I don't elaborate, but I make sense to me in my head. <laughs> Just a fairy holding some wound-up ivy. Like, we'll be all right. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to ask, but I can see that you have a plan. I'm all for it. Uh, Typhoon is going to, he's not going to go down the stairs, but he is going to peek down to see if he can get a better look-see. You know, in horror films, uh -oh. when they go to look in the basement, it's just really dark, can't really see anything. That's not what you're experiencing, because oh, you have dark vision. <laughs> you look down the stairs, and at, at the bottom of the stairs, it's a flat clearing. And along the stairs, there's just a wall that goes down. And the room beyond it looks well lit, but you can't see into the room again. The roof obscures vision. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like a normal room that's well lit and that there's solid ground down there, at least. I mean, it seems fine. Pretty, pretty well lit down there, too. I'm going to go with... Uh, seems like our only choice. So... Uh, stealth? Mm -hmm. All right. Stealth it. Which I'm definitely good at. I will try better this time. Got an 11. Going great. I got a 20 this time. That's much better. You guys? A six. <laughs> uh, I think we're all in, you know, in order going down, descending these stairs. And I think as we're all sneaking along down the stairs, the repeated pressure on the steps creates a small amount of squeaking. And as everyone goes, the final person creates a large amount of squeaking in the boards. Really loud and sort of loose, but doesn't give. Uh, but you all make it down the stairs and you're on the clearing and it's pretty quiet. And in the room, there's what looks like a living room arrangement uh, with, you know, 
one of those sun-shaped porch lights in the center of it. And uh, yeah, nothing seems to be disturbed by the fact that you made noise. It's really, really quiet and everything's, you know, calm and seems pretty normal down here. As if like this is, you know, a living space for a person who maybe tended to this before. And there's a big old flame in the center, right? Yeah. But there's furniture, you said, like a living room arrangement? Yeah. Maybe the trial was a trial for the furniture. The trial begins, maybe this is like, take it home and see if you like it. Shiraco does not look amused. A free trial, you say? Yeah, exactly. Um, Typhoon's going to take a look at the walls in here. Are there any, like, markings? Uh, Nothing on the walls that are, like, marking-wise. Upon your skin, you do find a picture of a person. Wait, upon Um, your skin, did you say? On my skin? No, scanning. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. I was like, yo, when it's like like scanning the walls. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, upon scanning the walls, you find like a picture of a a person. It's it's an older, older gentleman who is wearing these, you know, circular glasses. And uh, yeah, it's just a picture of, of of a guy. Doesn't have a name or a date or anything attached to it. But you can see that the picture is laid out in a way that it's staring at the light in the center of the room. Can I cast detect magic on the picture? Or just like cast detect magic for the room? Yeah. I'll trust this gentleman in glasses. All right, got 10 minutes. What do I say? There is no magic in the picture, but you do ping at the light. It's magic. And I guess there it clicks in your head altogether in that second noticing that it's magical you're thinking how did these lights stay lit this there's no one's been in here and everything's and you're like ah oh, magic that's it ah oh, magic all right well it is everyone else doing? i'd like to examine the portrait that's on the walls i want to take a closer look at it see if there's any distinguishing signs or characteristics that uh might give me an idea about its history, who this person is. So I guess I'm making like a history check on this to see if there's anything I recognize or might help us. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with a, I guess, a question Uh and then resolve it from there. Do you feel like you met with the person who reported the cult name Uh, before leaving town? Oh, probably. Yeah. I I probably would have done that. Uh, Gotten the firsthand account, so to speak. Okay. The person in the picture is that person. Ooh. Ah. Do you relate to everyone that the person in the picture is the person you met? Yeah, I asked the group, um, uh, everyone, did anyone else meet with the, the person who alerted us to the activities here? Nope. I just kind of came here. I was offered money, and, uh, that's why I'm here. But I don't remember who gave me the offer. Because, um, this portrait on the wall, the, I'm sort of inferring as a player here that it's a little creepy. Uh, that That's the guy that told us about this. I'm beginning to feel like we've been set up. You're telling me we've been had, that this is a ruse, that we're going to die or something like that? Well, you know how um, an anglerfish uses a bright lure to attract its prey, and then it consumes it with its giant mouth. I think the lure was magic items and gold, and we're in the giant mouth right now. Oh, no. Mm. 
I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of that at all. Um, hmm. So in that analogy, how does the fish get out of the anglerfish's mouth? Well, usually uh, they they don't. Um, but on, on the upside, most fish don't have uh, powerful magic items and abilities. That's fair. Yeah, most fish don't have those. Um, well, I suppose uh, you'll have to forgive me. This is me just talking over a table here. Uh, I lost audio for a bit. Is there anything besides this creepy old man is the one that put us on this, this wild goose chase that was discovered? Uh, the light thing in the center of the room is emanating some form of magic that mm. it's lit via magic. Fun. Um, That's it. Yeah. Is, there, is there any other like way out of this room? You, you said it was kind of like a living space. But is there like now that we're down here, is there another location we can go or are we just kind of are we going to start peeling up the walls until we find the secret, you know, lever? Oh, uh, there isn't anything in this room. There's not an exit to this room. This seems like a enclosed room you come into and that then you leave via the same stairs you came in. I'm going to. There isn't really a take a exit to this room. I'm going to take a stab in the dark here. Is there anything behind this portrait? Uh, no. Um, uh. On the back of the portrait, there is a name. Oh, how terrible. Um, uh, <laughs> what's the name? Uh, Telbris. Does that name ring a bell to me or like anyone in the party? Make an arcana check. Oh, I'm good at those. Uh, 23. Uh, with the 23, you recognize the name as something to do with arcane magic, that it exists somewhere in the study of arcane magic, but you can't place exactly where it goes. All right. Um, Logan. Yes. As you hear this name, the flood of recollection of all the names listed throughout the book that you read comes back to you. And all of those names are this name with a different letter replaced. I'm ruminating on that, trying to like, figure out if is it as simple as to get out of here to change a letter and i look at um the party and i go does anyone else see the connection here and i kind of point out the name that we're, we just found is just a variation in whatever's in this book does anyone else think it's that simple maybe i'm i'm not that smart so i'll go with your with your judgment on that um okay anyone else it could be i mean if you read this name with just slight alterations to it, it would seem that it has something to do with this entire construct we found ourselves in. But what what do we do with it? Um, is there anything that we can write on in here? Is there any sort of book or paper, much less a writing implement? I mean, I have chalk. So assuming that these walls are stone, my chalk could work on the stone. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose I'll take the book and I'll scan all the names. And I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know what anything is going to work. We're in a room that's that's a puzzle, and puzzles puzzles are meant to be hard. So I go up to the wall, uh, just a blank wall, and I start writing out a variation of the name that I have not seen in the book, like a new variation of the name, just changing one of the letters around. Does anything happen towards the magic in the room or anything at all in this room? Not in this room. From the stairs above, you can hear what sounds like the fluttering of pages and a book closing. I did something. I don't know what, but I did something. Should we go check and see what it is? I'll go. 
I'm cool with that. That sounds like a plan to me. All right. Onward and upward, I, I believe. Is, I don't know. And then he and Typhoon continues to walk up back up the stairs and checks the book. Um, so one of the one of the four remaining books on the ground is closed. The other three are still open. Ooh, do it again, do it again. There's w- one of them closed. Do Maybe try once more that writing uh, thing. Um, and I guess I I have I had never said I was moving, so I guess I'll say I, I stayed down there and I I'll I'll do it. I'll start writing another variation of the name on the wall. Another book closes. <gasps> Whoa! It's working. How are you doing that? I don't know. <laughs> it just happens. Uh, and I'll continue to do that. I think there's two more books, right? So yeah, I'll do it two more times, one right after another. Same thing happens. The book's closed. And then the book that you have mm-hmm. flutters into the air up the uh, stairs. Uh, it, it's gone. It's going. It's gone. Guys, do you see the book? Oh, oh, oh that's new. Um, I imagine Typhoon is right at the top of the stairs as the, the book comes like barreling past him, barely dodges out of the way. Uh, the book is floating there in the center of this circle of books. And the ash piles start to swirl and the book opens and the ash begins writing the name Telgris and then the book falls. Uh I'm not I'm not like a scientist or anything. Um but is it supposed to you all might want to get up get back up here. There's some stuff happening. I'll go up the stairs to go and see all the craziness that's happening. I'll follow now. Having seen a book flutter up the stairs, my curiosity's peaked, although my Slight arrogance as a well-known inventor and artificer. Uh, I'm starting to go, well, these seem to be a bunch of cheap tricks. Making a book flutter up the stairs and write something is hardly impressive. Yeah, so as everyone gets to the top of the stairs, you can see that the furniture that's organized was making a symbol of some sort. And when the book hit the ground, shifted the furniture ever so slightly. And... From the book, you hear a voice. The voice, at first, doesn't sound like anything you understand. But then, slowly, you look around, see other people who are assembled here disappear. You are alone in the room, looking at the book. The book is speaking to you, and it says, Long ago, I forgot my name. You have given it back to me. I give you only the blessing of survival. But first, you must write your secret. Onto my pages. What does everyone do? Does it have to be a secret? Can it be an IOU or something? To this, a quill floats toward you, and the voice just whispers, secrets. Um, I'm going to write, this isn't my natural hair color, and see if it'll take a, like a, a small secret. As you're writing, it's not appearing on the page, mm. and it looks like you know, when you run out of ink, you know, like etching like a line into the paper, the ink isn't going. Looks like that, but then that's gone. Does the book have anything to say about it? No. I call out for my other party companions, which I, uh, I'm i right in thinking that I can't see them anymore, correct? Yes. I, I call out for them to see if anyone can hear me. Uh, anyone? Is uh, anyone not there right now? Listening to me and my secrets? They can't hear. Hmm, no response. Book of secrets? I'm, well, 
I can write a few secrets in. And I, I begin to write down um, uh, several uh, unimportant, but still impressive tricks of how I make certain inventions of mine work that I've never told anyone. What happens? This actually begins writing in the book. But as it's writing, it's asking questions. Why? How? It's pressing you to go and explain why you do these things. Being uh, a bit of a vain individual, I I begin to write back in an almost like magazine interview style <laughs> and start talking about my life and ambitions and um, how the arcane and... Mixing it with technology always intrigued me, and giving it all sorts of uh, backstory and concepts and things, with without going into very boring detail, trying to keep it light. What happens? The book doesn't accept any of the writing past the original writing, and it sort of looks like you're pressing that writing into the paper, and it's making an indent. But as you go to the next line, that line disappears, and it doesn't actually write on the book. My character is starting to get quite nervous at this point, feeling flustered. Um, I would like to try and write my own secret in the book, see if that will appease it more. All right. So I take the book and the pen, and I start, start jotting down my own secret, um, which is that many years ago, Shrocko was a bandit lord out in the desert where he slaughtered and killed hundreds of travelers on the desert uh, roads until a group of adventurers destroyed his camp and all his men and through the sure act of mercy spared his life and it, he was willing to serve these adventurers and right the wrongs right the wrongs that he has done in the world. And he's writing this real, like, he has the book close to his chest as he's writing these little secrets down. Because he doesn't, he's very ashamed of it. Um, I suppose if anyone wanted to spy over my soul, shoulder, they'd be able to see it. Because I'm writing is probably probably too much details for what the book wants. Because I'm, I'm, like, fixated on this fact of my life. All of this writing appears on the page. And the page tears from the book and slowly flutters to the ground. I mean, I'm going to instinctively reach for that page so it doesn't, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to see it, I guess. As you grab the page, you're back in the room you were in and you can see everyone else stuck in some sort of trance looking at this floating book. Oh, this is not good. This is, this is not good. Um, do I have the book still in my hand? No. Oh, it's, it's, so it's, so it's not longer there. I am just the one that's out of the trance. Yeah. Fun. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh. I'll do it. I'll do it just this once. But you have to promise you nobody else will, will know this, okay? Because it's very important for my life, okay? Yeah. All right. And Typhoon begins to write down. I was once a part of a crime syndicate. Nothing crazy. We just, you know, controlled an entire city. Crime, drug, ring, all that stuff. And I may or may not have sold them out to the police for, you know, the chance at a better life. And... Now they are hunting me, and I have to change my name everywhere I go so they don't find me. Um, my real name is John. Can you write that down? Again, the same thing occurs. The page tears, flutters slowly to the ground. Oh, oh, oh hey. Um, 
Why is everybody stuck like this? Uh, I'm gonna just write a little bit and just, I'm not who I say I am, and see if it accepts that. It does. It says, who are you? All right, back. I'm not sure. To this, interestingly enough, one of your magic items goes, and you see everything around you disappear. You're in a room with two people, and they look at you as if they recognize what you do. Do I recognize them? Uh, I'm going to draw one of my daggers from my belt and just kind of hold it up and say, who are you? That echoes in the room. They don't say it. I'm going to yell it again. Louder still, ringing back. And then a familiar voice calls from somewhere else. One you know as the god of nature. The voice says to you, how can I tell you who they are when you don't know who you are? And then you appear back in the room, and you see the page fluttering to the ground. I'm going to pick it up. You're back in the room. So it's only one of us is left in our trance? Yeah. Well, this has Do been I, going am on. Am I holding the paper still? Do I still have it? Yeah. Well, all of that has been going on. I have been continuing to try and answer the book's question and dancing around what I have this gnawing certainty it's trying to get at. I'm throwing answers at it about uh, to help humanity and uh, to advance uh, scientific research and uh, further the yeah, uh, quality of life for everyone, and I, I, I do these things for um, uh, everyone else, and uh, don't, uh, don't, don't get a big ego. Yeah, what, what does the book do? The book continued asking you questions as you went along, but at some point it stopped, and then the book asked, "Do you know the truth?" I write down yes. I continue writing. The page starts to tear, and before it tears free, the words, don't forget it, are written in your hand, Ooh. as if you had written it, and the page flutters towards the ground. I'll, uh, I'll grab the sheet as it flutters and fold it neatly, and I'll place it in a pocket uh, close to my chest. And uh, yeah, you're, you're back in the room with everyone else, and then the book closes, and a beam of light opens an arcway in the room that wasn't there on a far wall. Through the arcway, you can see the city that you came from burning. Like on fire? <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as I recognize it, my eyes go wide. I'm like, oh, shit, we got to go. I agree. Yeah, let's, 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 let's do this. Why is that happening? I, I don't know. I my arm and stop them from moving forward. Cautionary. Like, wait, wait, this might be a trick. I want to make an arcana check to see if this is illusion magic or something else. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Your understanding of magic tells you that this is, in fact, a portal to that city. Uh, good news and bad news, everyone. The good news is that this is not a, uh, illusion. That's a, that's a real portal out of here. That That's the good. The bad news is that everything's still on fire and that it's also really on fire. Well, uh, I now that we like have agreed upon the fi fire, Rocco like just whips his wings out from behind him and he dashes forward because I have seventy feet of movement, so I want to use it. And I'm going into the into the city. All right. Uh, what is everybody else doing? 
uh, Typhoon is actually kind of doing the same thing. Um, you see these um, dragon-like wings appear um, from his back, and he also dashes forward. Um, he, has, he has 75 feet of movement. I'm going to use every, every bit. I'm going to dash and double it and try to get there as fast as possible. How dare you have exactly five more feet of movement than me? <laughs> you know, it, it was the mobile feet. I would have had 65. That, uh, the mobile feet is how I have 70. <laughs> yeah, it, it works. It works out. But you have better wings than me because yours are forever and mine are just temporary. All right. Uh, I'll dive through the portal and start charging at it. All right. And Steph. Yeah. Um, seeing all my friends go through, just kind of look around the room one last time and kind of hold my breath, close my eyes and run forward. Uh, as you get through the portal, you see a gold dragon that looks exactly the same as the one that the statue above this building you are in on the ground, shooting fire upwards towards the sky. And as your gaze follows it, you see a dragon with prismatic scales floating above the city shooting fire back down it. And you can tell that the destruction is stemmed from this fight between these two dragons. I will say um, if we if we are appearing in the air, it's gonna be a problem <laughs> because these wings only last for it to the end of my turn. So <laughs> you're a monk, you have slow fall. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Also I get I got feather fall, which I love um because of the new the the multiverse book that came out they redid it and not seen it gave them feather fall which is nice oh so you just have that that's that's better than slow fall yeah just yeah. One, once per long rest but i mean it's that's enough at least for this time around yeah feather fall you can get away with doing a superhero landing oh yeah oh yeah you just put an idea in my mind <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna happen glad i can help it's gonna just it's gonna land like deadpool and just be like yo why why are you guys fighting in our neighborhood <laughs> Um, if anyone wants to plug anything or say anything, this would be the opportune time. Um, well, I'll just say if anyone's listening and they want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Logan the DM. That's about the only place I really have any footprint. So you can find me there. If anyone's looking for more content from me uh, and my close friends and family, we all work together to make the channel Dice and Dungeons. You can find us on basically any social media platform except LinkedIn. We're not on LinkedIn. Using Dice, the letter N, Dungeons on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitch and Dice and Dungeons on Twitter. I mean, if anyone wants to find me anywhere, I'm Extra the King, at Extra the King on Twitter. Um, I'm in a podcast and a stream. Uh, Travels of the Multiverse is the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Travel Multipod. Um, at Trav Multipod, sorry. And um, I'm also on a stream for Talking XP called Ravenloft's Misfits. Um, so every Monday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a great time. All right. Um, I think that's it, everyone. So where we last left off, everyone was in the tomb to the champions of the sun god. And you found your way out of there through a portal back into a town now on fire with two dragons fighting near the center of it. So exiting the portal, it's a steep drop. You're not on flat ground. So yeah, you're plummeting into the city from above it. Well, 
Rocco is an Aarakocra, so I just start flying. I am a fairy. I fly down. I look at... Um, I'm like, give me a second. And, <laughs> and uh, you see you see as Typhoon pulls out like a feather from his bag and he just smashes it in his hands. And he's like, all right, going down slowly. And then he casts Featherfall on anyone who cannot fly um, and himself. Well, that would be me. So I appreciate you helping me not die. No problem. Nice. So you all safely land on the ground. And ahead of you, quite a ways away, is this giant dragon fight in the center of town. Uh, so are we just moving directly towards that? Do we want to put any focus on, like, people leaving from being destroyed with dragons? Where do you want to go? My instinct is to assess the most dangerous threat, um, which to me seems like a dragon. I don't know about everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn to the party and just say, dragon? Um, kill, kill the dragon? Kill the dragon. I think that's a good idea. Let's go with kill the dragon. All right. I too want to kill the dragon. <laughs> As you're, you're heading that way, people are obviously fleeing and getting out of the, out of the town as quickly as they possibly can. In the immediate vicinity of the dragons, buildings are crumbling and destruction is, is all over the place over there. As you get even closer still, there's a, an eruption from the ground around where the dragons are. And these long vines that look like roots from a tree wrap around them. And you start seeing more of these vines wrapping around and going around until it encompasses them all the way. And uh, a person is standing in the road. Def, your character recognizes them as Ilari, the god of nature. That's, that's my parent. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna... Can I... How far are they from me? Dragons? At least 120 feet. About. And the person? 60 feet from him, so you're... I'm gonna go straight to my parent. All right. As you're heading in that direction, he turns from looking at all the vines and looks back and says, this fight can't happen here. And everything around you just starts to wobble and wave. And instead of buildings, there are trees. And there's a force just coming out of nowhere. The ground is becoming, you know, dirt and grass. Alari looks at you and says, it's a shame it had to be at home. He turns back to the dragons and disappears in like a mist of leaves. Did we just die? Is that... What, what's going on? I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. I don't like so, it. Do I recognize where we're at? Yes. Uh, you're in Kalari's home. Uh, it, his home is a giant forest. He uh, essentially is what is considered in normal D&D &D lore as a court elf. This is his domain. So essentially it's, it's separated from normal world. And essentially he plane shifted everyone to there. Okay. This unfortunately encompasses the people who did not escape the city. They're also there and randomly in a forest. He just took the hole around that area and just plain shifted everyone. You are in, um, among his domain and you've been there once or twice in all of your time. Normally, Alari would come to you wherever you were in the normal world. You really weren't in this place. But this is where you're fairies and those creatures come from in, in this world. You have fine covered dragons. The god of nature was there and is not there. Okay. 
Uh, the dragon's like grappled by the vines. It, it looks like you can only see like a dome around them of vines. You can't really see either one of them, okay. but they're still up ahead. Are they still in the air? The dome of vines goes up pretty high, so they could very well be flying in there. Okay. So what do we do? Do we, do we attack the big ball of vines, or do we wait and see if one of them comes out? Well, I'm slightly reluctant. We just got plane shifted by a god. I'm a little concerned about why we're here, and what did what did they mean when they said it's a shame this had to happen at home? Has anyone got a clue what's happening? It's okay. It's okay. That was my dad. You, I, I your dad is a god? <laughs> that, was my, that was my dad. Um, he's cool. Uh... I think oh, we're don't here. Don't worry, he's cool, guys. It's, don't worry, guys. He's cool. He's very, he's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, I just, I think he wanted to protect the city. Um, speaking of protecting, while those dragons are in those big balls of vines, we should probably get the other people away until they start to break through, and then I think we deal with the dragons and we go back to the killing the dragons plan. But maybe hide the people. Then kill the dragons. Is it safe for them to run in any direction? Like, if they go there, are they going to be, like, trapped in some, like, nature trap thing? Because it's like a god's domain. I don't know how god stuff works. Like, is it, is it okay? Do we put them over there in the trees? Do I know? Do we need to take our shoes off inside here? Or <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Uh, I don't have shoes. Is that an offensive? Is that offensive? It's just, like, magical outside. It's just like really good outside, okay. top tier okay. outside. Uh, treat it like outside. Got it. Oh. Yeah, I gotta use the bathroom over there. I'll be right back. No wait, no. <laughs> don't be at my dad's house. Uh, no, okay, okay. Uh, you're right. You're right. Not not it's the time. favorite tree. To treat it like outside, so like you know, I'm I'm, just, I'm very I'm very like there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Like okay, okay, save people, save people. Got it. And you see typhoon runs off. It starts getting the people and pushing them towards the edge of the forest, I guess, and it's trying to like be like, go over there, there's dragons about. Okay. So, well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I would probably, as soon as like Typhoon goes out, I'm like, okay, well, might as well. And I start trying to grab people and collect them away from the dragon. I'm going to rule, I guess, the saving of people is, uh, we'll, we'll count it as a skill challenge, but... I'll give you the extra benefit of if you want to expend a spell, any spell that's not a cantrip that has a spell slot to do something that you automatically succeed at your skill challenge. So you can use any skill, and if you roll a, we'll set the, the DC here pretty low, you roll an 10 or higher, you succeed at saving the groups of people that you're saving. Any skill? Any skill. Like I could roll in nature? Yes, and but have you'd, you'd have to explain how you use this is uh, the only caveat. So yeah, if everyone wants to go around and do that, um, we could also roll initiative and set that in motion so that we stay there in that pattern so everyone knows when everyone goes. Yeah, let's start with the initiative. Hot garbage. That's what I rolled. <laughs> Plus five to initiative, and I only have a nine. <laughs> uh, I got really cold garbage. The uh, opposite. I got a 23. Nice. Ooh, and 18. Hermesa got a 22. All right. So it looks like, Steph, you go first. Okay. I'm going to make a nature check because I know this place. I've been here once or twice, but I am familiar with nature in general. I'm going to try and find 
uh, an area I know that is secluded, maybe some really strong trees that like, you know, that could withstand a blast or two okay. and try and herd people towards that area of the forest. And that is a 19. Yeah. yeah. You, you get those people over there as quickly as possible. You've seen these trees before. In this plane, periodically there are tempests that go through and like ravage their way through the forest. These trees have been there as long as you've known this place exists. So you gather those people in that place and then you say, you know, these trees have been here so long, they should keep you safe. Uh, Just stay here. Just hide behind the trees. They'll keep you safe. And I, I use my druid craft just and grow like a little flower and like try and hand little flowers to the kids if they're like scared little kids. So there's still people that need to be herded to safety, yeah? Yes. Okay. Seeing where uh, my companion has already directed some people, I use my magical tinkering to quickly create a bright visual sign that says, the townspeople hide over there with an arrow (laughs) pointing towards the tree and throw it up in the air so that they can see it. It's about 15 feet high, and it should be sitting there static flashing for about 20 seconds okay all right uh yeah you also succeed at getting people to get over there to that place in the trees there is periodically a person who stops and looks at the light like that's kind of cool how did and then you know they're herded along along with the rest of the other people and uh yeah so yeah we saved some more people awesome um so typhoon is kind of in, in the back as he started ushering people towards the area um, that we're moving people towards. And yeah, I'm gonna use athletics, I rolled a 23. Um, and how the, how I'm gonna do that is like, anybody who's like kind of slow or is like struggling to move, I'm just gonna pick them up and throw them on my shoulder um, and just like run them over there and then go back and then do the same thing. Nice. Uh, yeah, you, you get a lot of people over there. There is a lot of, just sheer confusion and so some of the people that you pick up are thinking they're heading in the correct direction but they're just like you know frazzled by everything and so you stop and pick up a few people that are you know off the path that aren't seeing the the sign and drag them on over there i got you old timer come on come on come on hurry up where you going well i'm also going to use athletics um that is a 27. all right Oh, I think I do it. Um, So, yeah, I'm kind of falling behind Typhoon, just like picking up anyone else that he's missing so we can kind of collectively as a group move everyone to the right spot. So we're just, we're acting like a bunch of meatheads, even though we're monks. Yep. Yeah. Couple of jacks. So you, you all together successfully gather everyone into this space between the trees and uh, you hear a faint whisper on the wind couldn't really make out what it would say but it it's, sounds like the wind is whispering something and then the trees branches begin to like loom down in like a dome shape over the area where they are and they kind of latch into the ground and uh one of the trees um their branches kind of branch out outward and uh, you can see what looks like the making of a tree end starting to form out of those branches and opening up into a full-sized tree. And it stands guard in front of this space. And uh, yeah, 
Um, does anyone speak the language of trees? <laughs> uh, I don't. Excellent. Um, Can I just give like a nod towards yeah. the end? Yeah. Um, the the tree ant mutters a noise that sort of sounds like the like crackling of bark, you know, when you like touch a tree, like that noise it makes, but it's like vibrating in the air. And uh, you imagine it saying something to you, but no one understands what it means. And uh, it responds to the nod with a nod. And uh, yeah, all the people from the town that are trapped here are safe. That was a very spiritual moment right there. Save people, kill dragons. Sounds like cure work, and that's what we are. So, so far, so good. Yes, we are heroes, aren't we? Say again? We are heroes, aren't we? I mean, that's that's what I keep telling myself. Uh, Dragon? Dragon. Dragon. Oh, right. Uh, That is a good question. What is, uh, what is the plan? Um, have the dragons broken through their divine enclosure? No, no. There's lots of, like, movement, I guess, as far as the forest, wind, and type of thing, but nothing as far as, like, the growth of vines pretty just still there. Mm, I I don't want to let them out. They're already contained. We could let them take each other out for a bit, and then we go in and take whatever, sweep whatever's left, you know? Yeah. You know, that's a solid plan, and it'll look like we don't like, we really were heroes, and we saved everybody. I'm down with this. So I guess, can we, is there like a place that we can hide out and wait to see what happens? Like, is there a tree that's close enough that we can get behind and still see what's happening? I'm assuming, because it's a magic forest. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably have something close by that you could hang out by. How close do you want to get? Yes. I don't know what is safe, but as safe as possible, but also close as possible. I wanna, I wanna shoot for about sixty feet away. Okay. Um, that works. If for I me. could try and hide myself, and then I'd like to think I want a ready moonbeam. Just as soon as one of them like starts to break through, I can just. Okay. Can I attempt to hide behind a tree? Yeah. Roll for my stealth here. Oh. That's a natural 20 for a total of 37. That's, that, that's a lot of high Invisible. <laughs> you just disappeared and you no longer exist. <laughs> I'm actually on the other plane again. <laughs> cool, so I'm just going to hold that until I see. Okay. Right there. All right. Anything else anyone else wants to do? Um, I will fly up 70 feet in the air um, and probably get within 50 feet of it of the massive vines. Okay. Um, I can't really hide while flying, but maybe they just won't notice me because I'm just a bird man and they're big dragons. Yeah. That seems natural. <laughs> yeah. He fly, we fly, he, she, we fly. Yeah. Um, okay. Typh- Typhoon also gets within 60 feet in the, in the, um, I imagine he's like, so does it, like, your dad's a guy, does that make you a dip? Oh, where'd you go? Okay. <laughs> All right. And he's just, he's just standing there like, with his fists up. Everybody's doing cool stuff. Hermes is going to run forward with her companions and uh, remind everyone, well, as you all start to get beat to shit by the dragon, I'll try to keep you alive as best I can. I appreciate that. I'm going to, like, sneak over to her and just, like, I know she can't see me, but just say, like, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of spook her. <laughs> I just yell from above, thanks. You're welcome. What? 
What are you selling? <laughs> what are you buying? So yeah, let's let's just hunker down and see what happens. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right, the vine mass is now starting to look like it's expanding. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like expansion of it. Like the vines are being stretched from within. You can't really peer anything into it, but like this like ominously bright light through some cracks in it that look very like sun-esque um and uh it continues grow and get bigger and then logan i'm gonna have you make a dexterity saving throw it's a dex save yes okay uh damn uh that is a 17. so from below you near the base of this like vine mass you see that same pendulum that you thought destroyed the building in the uh, in the temple, you see it fly up from the ground and shoot into the air towards oh, you. And uh, it just barely sails by you. You hear the chain ringing through the air, and then it's gone again. So yeah, you see that happen from, from the base of the tree. Is there like a giant hole where it came from now? Uh, no. Um, there's a person there. Um, yeah, the person is looking up at you. Yeah, the, the chain doesn't, like, come back to them. It just dissipates. And they sort of look up and shake their head and then look forward into the forest. Then now, we'll, we'll go back into good old fun initiative order. So, Steph, what are, you, what are we doing? Did anyone else see that person? Uh, I mean, if you're looking at the base of the tree you can see him he's standing there plainly he's not hiding do i recognize this person nope yeah not at all um uh you do if you saw the pendulum thing you recognize that um in the other room that destroyed the room the pendulum thing and the chain you recognize that if you were i guess looking you'd have to be looking up I don't think I was. So if you're I looking, looking at the base the of the tree, or at the tree, you'd probably only see him there, at the base of the tree. I, I would probably assume this is another person that we missed, so I'm gonna, like, yell out to them, That way! You're safe over there! Like, get the trees! Did they hear me? Did they register that? Uh, so, this person, you know, walks forward off, like, the the base of the tree onto the flat ground that you're on and looks almost directly in your direction and says, I have no reason to hide. Can we all hear that? Yeah. Yeah. All of you are within the, the space. And uh, yeah, unless you all took like positions around the tree, you're not all in the same direction looking at the tree. I'm still thinking this is a dumb human. So... And to say, no, 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 there are dragons in there. Um, get behind the trees. They're going to break out any second now. He throws his pendulum at you in your direction. You just see it appear out of thin air, and it just flies towards the tree. And, uh, he's going to throw it and, like, you know, loop it around the tree where your voice is coming from and hit the tree. And uh, it just disappears. But as it's disappearing, you can hear, like, the chains waving, the and then it's gone. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just looks in your direction, like, confused at what you're doing. Uh, 
And uh, who is, I guess, do you want to do anything else before next person goes? Um, I was going to say I kind of look confused at my friends, but I'm very well hidden. I don't think my friends know where I am. Okay. Just kind of kind of stare. I'm very confused. Okay. Um, it will be the next person. I think I think I was next in the uh, yes. initiative order. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So we've got this new guy through hanging out by the tree behind us, doing really weird stuff. He threw something at me. And I'm guessing I could probably see that it was a pendulum that he was tossing around. Um. Hey, gang. Anyone got any idea what this is all about? I'm going to go punch him. I'm choosing to ignore it. I'm going to go punch. Well, not punch. I like. I have claws. I have catch talons, excuse me. So. But I turn into a fist and punch him with. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Punch. Um, you know, the easiest explanation here is that that's a really dumb villager. It happens. People are stupid. So I'm just going to go back to focusing on the thing that's, you know, causing death and destruction and chaos, the dragon, and um, give it a little something to think about. I am going to cast Cloud Kill and concentrate Cloud Kill, uh, like, on the dragon's face, basically. And it is a 19 constitution save. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, they failed to save. Yeah. Okay, then they now take uh, 5d8 damage. Uh, they take 27 damage from that, and that cloud is now sitting there. Oh That's cool. And it also heavily obscures the area, so until it moves its head, it has to like move to see anything. And mm. I think that's all I'm going to do for now. Um, that is a concentration spell, so I'm just holding it. Typhoon. Um, um gosh, why, why are people dumb? And then I, I stride over to the person. Um, I go, I go within about 20 feet of whoever this is. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? What's, what's happening? Why do you throw that thing? Like, why are you, why are you acting like dragons aren't like a thing for you? Leave, maybe, please. He takes those words and is considering them in what looks like a form of confusion. He doesn't understand why you're saying this to him. And then an arrow hits him in the shoulder. Oh my god. uh, You feel it past you. Kind of whizzes in right past you and hits him. And then I'm going to have you make a deck save. Alrighty. Fun times. That is a 26. So you take... uh, the darn half damage. You take 16 fire damage as the arrow hits and explodes into, like, fire. But you see that the fire doesn't emanate from the arrow, but from him. And, like, as soon as it hits him, the fire lashes out. Yeah, so you take 16 points of fire damage as an arrow hits him and explodes. Did I, did I, did I succeed the save? Yes, you did. Okay, could I have evasion? It, it, oh, you have evasion, so you don't take any damage. All right, nice. You take zero damage, but fire is there. <laughs> right. And um, I just go, what the f- um, Can I tell where that came from? Directly, like, behind you. If you were to try to track it back, it would be, like, directly behind you. So whoever shot it intentionally missed you to hit you. Hmm. You know, I'm a punch. 
<laughs> Welcome to punch him. I, I'm like, okay, you must be an enemy. Uh, I'm gonna take an attack. Um, that is a 20 to hit. That, that hits. Before we do that, once you get within 10 feet, so you feel this like beating sun, like burning down on you. And there isn't a beating sun in the sky as you get into this space. But you succeeded hitting him. Go ahead and roll the damage for that. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to hit because I because I am an ascended dragon. I can change the damage type to uh, to a uh, acid uh, cold fire lightning. So I'm going to change it to lightning damage. That's nine points of uh, lightning damage. Alright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You hit him. He takes the hit. Looks like a person who's been hit. Uh, I'm going to attack one more because I have extra attack and yeah. 22 to hit. Oh, uh, yeah, that hits also. And then uh, another eight points of lightning damage. All right. That hits and does the damage. And that'll yeah. be it for my turn. So I'm just like, ow, <laughs> one, two, and then, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, then uh, we move on to the next person. That should be me. Um, I will, having just been attacked and seeing my friends attacked, I will rush to this guy using all of my... I don't think I have to use all of my movement, but I have 70 feet of movement, so I think I can get to this guy. Yeah. Um, and as I come in closer... Um, ba -ba -ba -ba, let's see. I will summon uh, my astral self. Okay. That's a bonus action for me, and that cost me how many key points? Uh, da -da -da. I think it's just... Uh, da -da -da. Oh, it's the same as just doing the astral arms. So sweet. That's just one key point. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so as I do that, uh, he's within 10 feet. Can he do a deck save for me? Yeah. A burst mm -hmm. of astral energies fall of flow from me outwards, and it's trying to hurt this guy. It's a dirty 20. Okay. Well, he saves. Um yeah okay but that's just my movement and my bonus action uh, i am now engulfed in this like golden at light and energy a mask is covering my face and i have two glowing arms floating off my body um and i mean i guess the logical thing here would be to attack right yeah um, oh that wasn't one key point i found it that was five key points that's good to keep track of let's have the right amount of key points out huh I still have 14. It's not a big deal. Um, but what I will do is roll to attack. Why did I roll a four? That's hot garbage. Um, I'm guessing a 15 doesn't hit. Uh, no, no, it does not. Okay, I have extra attack. That was even worse. This die goes to jail. That was a two I rolled, by the way. Yeah. Apparently, I can't roll above a 10. Um, oh, I should mention, I do get an extra... I get three attacks while I'm in this form. It's one of the uh, benefits of the Awakened Self. Uh, what does they call it? Oh, I get a bonus plus two to my armor, and I get three attacks if they're all with my astral arms, which I will do. Um, okay, this time it was an 18. That hit. Finally, so three attacks and only one hit. That's just how D&D &D works, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's For... true. The rules as written say that you lose. Yes, mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> um, so one of my arms, like two misses left hook a right hook and then finally i get like an uppercut but it only does seven force damage all right uh yeah he uh he again looks like you know person who's been hit he's standing his ground pretty fairly but it looks like you've affected him by hitting him okay well that's my turn all right 
That brings us back around to Steph. How are the dragons looking? So you can see, because the thing expanded, you can see them in there, sort of. You can see them in this like bright light pulsing out of it. That's that's pretty much it. You can you can see them in there and uh, bright lights pulsing. It's like a bright like sunbeamy light. They don't look like they're breaking out of the, like they're just in there. Okay, then I want to shift my focus to this stranger that apparently we're attacking. Huh? Um, how far is he from the dragons? He is right at the base of the, like, vines. He's right there. Probably 10 feet. He, he might have taken a step forward. Okay. I would like to cast Fairy Fire on him, but it says each object in a 20-foot cube range is outlined. I'm going to make it purple light. Okay. Um, And any creature in the area is outlined if it fails the dexterity saving throw. So he's got to make a dex save of 19 or higher. But I'm wondering because it's a 10 foot radius, I would like to also get the dragons if I can also see them like through the vines if the vines are expanding. Like a 20 by 20 by 20 yeah. foot cube. Can I get them all? Let's see. Yeah, you, yeah, I think so. Because if you put it right where he is, right, right on his square and then go backwards, I think you you can reasonably do it. I would like them all to make that deck save, oh. and whoever fails, we have advantage again. So the guy in front fails, one of the dragons fails, and then the other dragon succeeds. Okay. If I'm looking at the guy, is it left dragon or right dragon succeeds? Left dragon succeeds. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, we ha Everyone has advantage on these guys. They, like, got... A nice neon purple glow behind them. So super easy to see. I uh, just kind of look around. Um, what's going on? Who is he? Who invited him? That's the end of my turn. Oh, can I bonus action hide? Yeah. Okay. Do I need to make a stealth roll for that? Uh, no. Okay. What was just grabbed? A purple glowy light thing. And uh, then uh, an arrow hits a, hits a tree in the area that you're in. That tree starts to starts to come to life, and the, the arrow starts to melt away into the tree, and the, the tree starts, you know, coming alive, and uh, is now an awakened tree. Um, I'm gonna roll some initiative for awakened tree. Um, there's no way of uh, determining where precisely the arrow came from, but uh, you, you have a direction. Then it'll go on to Remissa's turn. What direction did it come from? Behind you. Like not by the guy. Yeah, behind where you are. Can I look, or is my turn over? I mean, you can look, but... Uh, Do I yeah. see anything? No. Oh, I love that. All right. So, did he just shoot an arrow at you guys? Um, I think it's someone else. Okay, so who are we fighting? Weird, creepy tree man, or, like, is there someone else? Yes. Cool! Just all of those, yeah. Um, who's beat up? Anyone take any significant damage here? I haven't been touched at all. We've, none of us have taken damage, I think. Okay, well, um, then what I'm going to do is um, I am... Ooh, I want to unsure what to do in this situation here. I'm not sure what this weird guy is. People are shooting arrows at us. 
the dragons are all sort of contained. Um, I think I'm going to hold an action and just keep a very simple healing word ready for the next person who takes damage. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I guess the next person's turn is Typhoon. Yes. Um, you see Typhoon kind of yawns. He's like, oh, God, why was I so tired? Okay, it's time to go all out, everybody. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to put on my aspect of the worm. Um, um, and I'm going to activate Frightful Presence. Um, this, this person in front of me, I'm going to force him to make a wisdom saving throw or become frightened. DC 19. All right. He fails that. He is frightened, but uh, he sort of backs up towards the tree as much as he can without actually moving. And um, as a as a as a free action, it says I can use explosive fury. Um, so any any number of creatures I can see that was within my aura, um, which is him that I'm choosing. Oh, I know it says each of the creatures. Um, so if anybody's next to me, I'm sorry. It'll make a deck save DC 19. All right. I count. Hooray. Uh, he fails that one as well. All right. I unfortunately fail as well. Oh, no. You'll, you'll only take half damage, I believe, because of Asian. Yay, monks. Um, sorry, I got to go to the thing. I'm going to take 3d10. Is it 3d10? Sorry, I'm looking at it. Mm. Yeah, 3d10. Uh, and I'm choosing lightning damage again. Uh, that is 20 lightning damage. Uh, 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He takes the damage. As I get hit, I'm like, ah, stop doing that. Sorry. It's kind of, and, it's kind of, uh, I can't control it. Yeah. And that is that is going to be my turn. Logan, it is you. Okay. Uh, I just got shocked with electricity. I did not like that. And I get angry. Um, so I start to rage. So as a bonus action, I start raging. Um, and I'd reach out for this guy who we're attacking. And I want to try and grapple him. So can he do an opposed grapple check for me? Sure. And either athletics or our acrobatics check on his end. All right. And I have advantage on all athletic checks on my end because I am raging. He rolled an eight. Well, I rolled a, let's see, what is that? Uh, 17, uh, 28. So I have him grappled. All right. Yeah. Um, so his speed is zero and all that fun stuff. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do now, and you're going to tell me how you want to do this, because he's he's about my size, right? Yeah. I want to start flapping my wings and bringing him into the air. Okay. You are unimpeded in that. You're just dragging him up. He actually looks kind of like happy you're doing this as he looks down at uh, Typhoon with like a, a fearful glare. Like he's down there. We're going up. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so I fly up the... 70 feet of movement that I have All right. and I let him go. I'm assuming he can't fly. I don't know if he can or cannot fly, but I'm assuming he can't. He begins to fall. Yeah, he's just falling all the way down to the ground. He hits the ground. Yeah, he's going to take what is it? It's 776. Yep. Bludgeoning damage. Yep. Welcome to how I built this character. I get angry. I pick things up and then I drop them. I support this. Yeah. By the way, you also healed nine points of damage when you took damage from that electric deck. Nice. So I'm almost at full again. Because of my held uh, healing action. Yeah. So he takes 27 points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Blunt fighting. And yeah, just plummets into the ground. Is there anything else you want to do, can do, 
I've used all my movement and my bonus action. I do have one extra attack, but I can't do anything. I should have, like, punched him before I let him go. Oh, well. Punch. That's not how things work. That's in my turn. All right. The Awakened Tree is going to go next. Um, And, uh, yeah, it starts lurching over towards towards where the the guy was um, and sort of looks up as he falls onto the ground. And, uh, yeah, the... The tree punches him. That's cool, huh? uh, We drop and, the guy uh, to the ground, and the tree walks up. <laughs> the, the tree succeeds at punching. He takes uh, 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Takes 18 points of damage as the tree comes over and punches him. That's the tree's turn. And then we go back around to step. Seeing that the tree is the good guy, I'm just going to look in the direction of where the arrow came and just thanks and then turn my attention back to this guy uh, i am gonna cast sorry be close for these things i want to hurt the tree the tree's a good guy how the dragon's looking oh still just in there the web of vines hasn't expanded anymore okay so they're still contained i'm gonna summon a beast and it's up level at fourth level and i'm gonna get a little wolf and i'm gonna send it to attack this guy i'm just gonna give a little like and this wolf kind of materializes next to me uh and it's gonna point at the guy and then my bestial spirit takes its turn right after mine okay this is Oh, it's a concentration spell, so the outlines on the guys drops. Okay. We don't have advantage on those guys anymore. Maybe. Um, and I'm gonna try and get my wolf to chop. Okay. Uh, would you consider the tree an ally, common enemy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh. This beast has advantage on an attack roll against a creature if at least one of its allies is within five feet. Okay. Cool. Um, so I get two attacks because it's fourth level. And let's see. How do I roll the hit with this guy? Let's, Andrew, how do I figure out how, what do I roll to hit? Spell modifier to hit? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And then just a regular d20. What's that? Gonna make a jump. Jump number one. Ooh. Natural one for six. That, uh, that's not gonna get it. No. He uh, definitely just chops at the air. And I say, no, no, the one on the ground there. And the next one is a 12. That also misses, yeah. And you just hear teeth snapping together. I say, no, the, the guy, okay, we'll work on it. Bonus action hide. All right. And it is Ermissa is next. All right. Since it seems that weird creepy tree guy that's throwing pendulums at people for some reason is our chosen enemy um i am i'm gonna cast blight on him okay it's a constitution save of 19. they fail that all right i pull out a small little pistol that i keep aim it at him pull a trigger it fires this dense black beam and then he looks quite a bit worse Taking this will take me just a second. Eight d eight worth of damage. Uh, thirty two damage. Yeah, that uh, that's not any fun. No. As a 
as a result of this, though, there is a bright light now, like 30 feet around this person. But other than that, uh, he just looks like that hurt a lot. Yeah. I'm getting a little worried here, gang. This, uh, I don't know what this guy is, but we've just smacked the crap out of him and did our characteristic drop him from 70 feet in the air on his head, which is the ultimate pile driver. And he's still fine, apparently. Listen, I don't understand what's happening. We got transported to a magical forest by a god, and this dude is just taking all of our, like, attacks. Does anything make sense to anyone? No. Although I don't think it made sense from the beginning for me. So, we're gonna do a whole lot of things in, uh, in the in the space in between your turn and Typhoon's turn. The uh the the uh like vines start to recede and fall. And uh you see that like the now that the vines are falling and the light is coming out, you see that the dragons are moving inside of the side of the thing, but very, very slowly. And uh as the vines disappear, you see Lari again standing there in front of the vines and uh he looks at the person on the ground and shakes his head in confusion as to what's going on with that person and says this spell only works for so long and when it ends they're free i don't know who that person is or who the other person is and you look behind you and the forest looks like it shrinks and the trees move, and you see a person standing there with a bow and arrow just in the in the open right next to you. But the fight that they're having decides whether magic exists in this world or not. And everything that I have here exists because of magic. So I can only suggest that you kill the gold dragon. But the decision is yours when the time comes. And uh, you have now two rounds of combat until the uh, time stop ends are these guys metaphors i'm pointing at the the two the guy that's we've been beating on and the guy who's shooting the arrow metaphors for dragons is that what this is i can only assume that their actions are to stop you from intervening in their fight why they care i don't know and he says but there's another person here and they were hiding rather well and uh, he points his hand out, and a bunch of geometric shapes form out of light, and they all start cracking and breaking. And you see a person that Permissa recognizes. You know this person as an apprentice that you took on for making artifacts and things of that nature. And uh, this person ties closer to your secret than you would like. And yeah, they were just hiding in plain sight. You can see them just standing there, sort of, you know, huddled by a tree. And uh, they have a book, heavy book, in their hand. And uh, they walk forward and they say, Well, it's, uh, it's nice to see you again. How long has it been since you curse my name? Do you, I guess, respond to this person? I have no idea what the hell is going Is the entire world ending right now? And did like we it. start it? All I know is that we were in a temple, then we were in a town, and now we're in a forest. That's that's all I know, and I don't know what to do with that information. And pe people are throwing things. There's a guy with arrows. Don't forget the dragons. I, oh, yeah, there's dragons. 
they're battling to see if magic will exist or not. Wait, aren't dragons magic? Why are they fighting about it? Wait, why is anyone doing anything? Like, what? What? I'm confused. I just want to punch something. That's my decision. I agree. I'm just going to hold steady and try to figure this out. Uh, I feel like we're ants trapped between two different boots. I'm just muttering to myself. Gold dragon, gold dragon, gold dragon, gold dragon, gold dragon. You have the two rounds to do stuff before dragons are free. If you want to do any sort of preparation for that, cast any spells, move to places. How far are the dragons from us? Uh, so where you were punching the person, they're like 15 feet from. Oh, wow, that's super close. Yeah. Uh, Typhoon just goes, I mean, well, God said kill the gold dragon, so I guess I'll kill the gold dragon. Um, you see, you see Typhoon just, you see, he takes a deep breath as he's breathing in. You hear rolling thunder, um, coming from, it seems like it's mouth. And then you just see him lurch forward and open his mouth and he shoots a, uh, beam of lightning from his, from his mouth at the gold dragon. Um, and I'm augmenting it. So it's actually a, a 90 foot line. That's, uh, five feet wide. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it down, shooting at the dragon's face. So it, it's the, uh, the darn, uh, like area around the dragons and, uh, Passes through there and hits the dragon. Go ahead and roll damage for that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you tell me. He said it's moving slowly, so I don't know if the deck save would counter. Oh yeah, no, it it doesn't save at all. Yeah, it's, it's stuck. Okay, so that's that's twenty-seven points of lightning to its face. As that hits, the dragons start moving in full speed. Oh crap! That was the wrong thing to do. Sorry, y'all. The effects of time stop wear off on just the gold dragon at first and then the other dragon as the gold dragon completes its hitting it uh, that it was attempting to do the entire time <laughs> and now both the dragons are fighting each other and uh right in front of you so they sort of you know crash into each other as they try to hit each other and they're floating in the air there in front of you anyone else i guess now that we're here i'll just call this a surprise round <laughs> And then we can fight. Uh, guess it seems that we're gonna focus on the gold dragon. Um, so I want to fly up to its face and start going full JoJo Bazaar's adventure, fist punching it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to attack with my astral arms. Does a 26 hit? That hits. Yeah. Okay. So the gold one will take 10 force damage. I attack again. That's a 26 to hit. That hits. Yeah. That will be uh, 11 more force damage. Third attack, it's a 21 to hit. That hits too. Yeah. And eight force damage. And then to fully JoJo this bizarre adventure, I will do a Fury of Blows as a bonus action oh, yeah. to get two more attacks. All right. That will be a 29 to hit. That hits. Yeah. Ooh, max damage, 15 force damage. Right. And one more attack, 20 to hit. That hits. Okay, last one. 11 force damage, so I just full bird rage go up to this guy and just astral right into his face. You punched the punched the dragon. Ooh, now I can finally say I punched the dragon in the face. Yeah. Add that yeah. to my resume. Yeah. All right. Anybody else before we go? I'm going to hold further actions 
so I don't burn through all of my spells in case I need to get some of my allies up. I'm going to hurl a fireball at it with reduced flame, if I can do that. Okay. That's a 29 to hit. That hits, yeah. The gold dragon. Yeah. Um, okay. oh, 15 points of fire damage. It uh, does not look like it takes any damage. Oh, no. That's my only good cantrip for that. We'll go back to Steph again, I guess. <laughs> at the Still at the top of initiative. <laughs> um, well, shoot. I... Seeing that that didn't really work. I, is there any metal on the dragon? No. All I had was fire and concentration things. But I have a dog. I don't want to lose the concentration. Um, Alright, can I reach the dragon if I were to run to it? Oh, I'm a fairy. Yeah, I can, can fly. fly. Yeah. I want to fly up to the dragon. Alright. I'm going to cast Primal Savagery. My fingernails grow long and pointed. They start to drip acid. My teeth grow into fangs. And I'm going to try and make a slash at the side of the dragon. Alright. Uh... That's a 31 to hit. That definitely hits, yeah. That's 14 points of acid damage. Yep. And then can I bonus action disengage? Yep. Ooh, squeaky chair. Um, and then my doggo is going to go and make... Oh, wait. Dragon's up in the air. Dog on the ground. Yeah. Uh, my dog is going to see that I'm fighting the dragon, and he's going to run up and just, like, look up at us. And then just sit down and wag his tail. He, he, he's ready. He wants to help, but he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Alright. Next is her missus turn. Okay. Um, turning my attention towards the dragon. Since a god told us to, god can't be wrong. I'm fairly certain about that. Or am I? I'm not sure anymore. Uh, I'm going to unleash a fairly simple Melf's Acid Arrow at it. And that is a 27 to hit. That hits, yeah. Okay. That will take that'll take 12, 12 damage, acid damage to be specific. And that will conclude my turn. It is Typhoon's turn. But he's flying towards, so I guess I will too. I'm going to spend a key point as a bonus action. I'm going to uh, do my wings unfurled uh, for Step of the Wind. And I will gain a flying speed just until the end of my turn, and I will fly up to the dragon. Um, and I'm going to punch it. That's what monks do. Here we go. It's going to be a 25 to hit. Hit. All right. I'm going to augment the strike for lightning damage again, because I love it. 11 points of lightning damage to it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to attack once more. 22 to hit. Okay. A, that hits. Another 14 points of lightning damage. Um, and I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'm going to land on its neck or something, <laughs> like, on it, because, like, I'm in the sky. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to, like, as I'm as my wings go away, I'm just going to drop down onto the dragon. Oh, this is probably a bad spot. It's my turn. Oh, great. It is going to be the gold dragon's turn. The gold dragon has, you know, noticed the attacks, but its focus hasn't shifted from the other dragon. And uh, so around the other dragon, 
like a cloud of darkness, just pitch black darkness appears. And uh, these little bright light pockets start popping up in there. And uh, then you hear them start going off like fireworks. Uh, and uh, that occurs. The dragon slowly starts to descend back to the ground to land as that's happening. With his hand out, the person with the pendulum disappears as this big giant dragon claw sort of waves in his direction. He disappears. And uh, yeah, well, that's that's his turn. Then it will be Logan's turn. I don't know what just happened. I don't like it, but I'm still angry and there's still a dragon in front of me, so I'm going to punch it. Yes. Natural 20. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know if that... that... But that really doesn't do much anything special, except it is cool. It is a cool thing to do. Yeah. I want to check something real quick, because can I use... Uh, you gave us some magic items, and I have my Blood Fury tattoo. Yeah. I wonder if I can do that. Okay, so this is an option. Um, can I apply... It lets me do an extra 4d6 necrotic damage if I hit a creature. If I spend yes. a charge. Since it's a crit, do I get to double those as well? Yes. Oh, snap. Okay. So we're doing 8d6. Excuse me as I find d6s. I'm old school and rolling with real dice. Okay, thankfully I have them all here. So takes 9 force damage, so write that down. Oh wait, I get to roll that dice again, so 9. Dang it. 11 force damage total. And then, let's see, 12, 18, 26, 31, 32 necrotic damage as my... Blood Fury tattoo starts to rage around my body, and I punch him hard and cause one of cause uh, one of my charges to go off and damage this guy. All right, that uh, that has a, a more impactful effect on the dragon's disposition to you. And uh, the dragon looks at you, looking at the dragon now, looking at you. Your full size, it normally is about the height of its eyeball. I do a big sting punch. That's my own, that's only my first punch. Uh, as I have his attention, I like do a full like stare down at him, get my astral hands ready and I'm gonna punch him again. Nice. Uh, that is a 27 to hit. That hits. Minimum damage of six force damage. Mm -hmm. I hit him again. Ooh, I don't think a 13 will hit. Well, I will spend a key point to do some Fury of Blow action here. Ah, 17, I don't think hits. Okay. And I rolled another 17. Well, all the all the fun and Fury was in the beginning, guys. All right. Uh, that will... Uh, yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, I've done action. I've done bonus action. Um, I will still, like, huffing and puffing from trying to punch him. I want to fly back down to the ground. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to land, so I'm kind of buy everyone again okay um, so that will bring us back around to Steph okay um I realized I have one other cantrip to try and maybe it'll do the opposite of nothing um I have frostbite no um so I'm gonna cast that on gold dragon I'm gonna also back myself up because I already disengaged but I'm going to put a little more distance between us because this is a 60-foot range. Um, and Dragon's got to succeed on a constitution save of 21 or higher. Okay. Nope. All right. 
very close. 18 points of cold damage. All right. Yeah. That, Does it look like it do something? Yeah. Yeah. That, that hits. All right. Icy cold. Dragons are still off the ground. Uh, one of them has landed, but the other one is in like a. Is the gold dragon on the darkness. ground? Yeah. Gold dragons. Yes. Yeah. Popper's gonna run up uh, and like bite its toe or something because I know they're huge. Nice. It's just like a wolf. Yeah. Um, that's a. The 13 to hit. Just another loud yeah. chomp. Nothing happening. Uh, come on, buddy. That's a 22 to hit. That hits. Heck yeah. Go, Popper. Alright, Dragon takes a whopping 11 points of damage. Nice. Of piercing damage. Nice. That toe was well bit. <laughs> And he kind of bites on and just goes like, and shakes his head a little bit. He's so excited to finally be helping. And he like looks at me like, did you see that, Dad? I got him. I want to reach into like my pocket and just like toss him a piece of kibble. Nice. A little treat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that brings us to Ermissa snack. And I am trying to play my spells a little on the conservative side, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of point in holding back. So, I am gonna cast uh, one more one more Blight at 4th level on the dragon, which is a 19 constitution save. Oh, it is a fail. And this time it takes 49 damage. It's quite a lot of damage. Um, yeah, um, that sort of hits the dragon, and, uh, it is shaken by that, as if it's, like, not, you know, a thing it expected to happen, uh, and, um, as it has this shaken feeling, uh, um, you see a, uh, you see a, a moment where it, it starts to dissipate, like the dragon's fading out of, you know, being where you are, and then it, it, refocuses is there anything else you want to do uh nope not a whole lot of bonus actions that the artificer gets not too much special here and i seem to be positioned well enough so i'm gonna stay put where i'm at all right um so after that occurs the like circle of darkness that has the other dragon enwrapped in it breaks and uh the dragon that's in there uh comes out and uh, you uh, you see the same sort of geometric shape things happening around the gold dragon, and uh, then they close in, and the gold dragon you know falls to the ground, and uh, the dragon looks towards all of you, and the gold dragon disappears, and the geometric shapes break, and uh, the bigger dragon begins to speak and says. Divine magic has ruled for as long as I have been around. They trapped me in that temple without name, not knowing who I was, or wanting to give the gift of magic to people. You have helped me give it back to people, so I will leave. You are in control now of what happens to this world. Divine intervention shall never happen again. The gods are no more. And, uh, Ilari, where he was standing, is a tree, and, uh, yeah, um, 
and the dragon sort of fades out the same way with these sort of geometric shapes. I'm going to try and shoot a fireball at the dragon before he goes, seeing that my dad is a tree now. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Can I try and do that? Yeah, go ahead. It's a 29 to hit. That, uh, that hits. Um, I mean, I don't know how much the fire will do, but it's 17 fire damage. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it hits, and uh, you can see the recognition that it hit the dragon, and uh, as the dragon disappears, it sort of nods. You, you, you hit me. It's fair. Uh, and yeah, so the dragon is gone, and uh, the forest that you're in is not a forest anymore. As the dragon fades, you're in the town center, and uh, the tree is still there in the town center, and uh, the destruction has somewhat subsided in this place and people are starting to you know come back and uh the people that were trapped in the tree are now huddled in a building underneath like a foyer type area and uh the tree ant is not there standing guard anymore but they're all huddled there and uh the book you saw in the temple uh it flutters sort of in your general direction and Instead of being a book when it gets to you, it's a person. And uh, the uh, person says that uh, the secret of the God of the Arcane's name was trapped in that temple. And uh, some cultists figured it out. And by naming the God, he was free. And uh, leads to, you know, the destruction and havoc that happened here. And uh, he continues to try to talk, but then he's a book again and falls to the floor. And, uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't appear that the book is magical anymore. It just appears like a normal book on the ground, hovering, or nothing is happening to it. Um, that's where, uh, where you are. Um, yes, is there anything we want to do before we end this session? Wait, gods are dead? Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, oh. Maybe we killed the wrong dragon. Well, I mean, overall, I will say Shiraco is very confused. Uh, he doesn't really understand what just happened uh and he is not sure he's ready to live with the consequences of killing all the gods yeah um Grim's just gonna fall down at the base of his tree death um and he's just like shaking upset and just like over and over you, you set the gold dragon you set the gold dragon and he's just kind of stuck mm. oh Oh, what the heck, Andrew? Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked at what happened here, so my character's a little bit frozen in terror because she doesn't know what the consequences of these actions are. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're, we're in a situation where we we were just told a big thing happened by, and now we're like, but, but, but how? But what? Hey, guys, so now... did we screw it up forever? Like, literally everything. Uh, I have a distinct feeling that that is a good possibility. Let's walk away from this and pretend we have nothing to do with it. I like that idea. I might be a hero, but no one says I have to be responsible. And I flap my wings and decide to get out of town. My dad's a tree. My dad's a tree. My dad's a tree. My dad's a tree. I turn around. I turn around and I grab grab you, and I'm like, "You can contemplate his death later." <laughs> Can we fly off into hey. the sunset? Hey guys, I've got teleport. Who wants to get away to somewhere that definitely isn't here and is nicer? 
I mean, yeah, go for it. I teleport us to a tropical island that I've been to before, I'm sure. Nice. <laughs> That's a trick. We gotta figure out how to make him stop saying that. But yeah, let's get out of here. Specifically, I transport us to a bar on a tropical <laughs> island that I've been to before. Nice. We need to have alibis and witnesses <laughs> to our presence. We were here the whole time. Yeah. I'm just thinking back. I never got to use it, but I have the uh, the Horn of Valhalla, which makes me summon a bunch of berserkers. I have plenty of witnesses. <laughs> plenty of people who can claim they saw me within a one hour time period. So that's all we have to worry about. Nice. Yes, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Who's gonna who's gonna know? Who's gonna try and kill us? A god? <laughs> <laughs> Grim looks at him and goes <laughs> Oh, too soon. I'm sorry. Um here, let's go get a drink and try to lead us to the bar on this island. Alright. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's it. Um I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. 